Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plots. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello! Hello! Hey, we're all high energy tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, you, 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 did, uh, you did leave us on a bit, of a, a bit of a decision, a bit of a momentous decision at the end of oh, the last episode. I did. I did. So many monkeys paws. Since I think we're probably going to jump straight in here, I'll just say they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Mr. Dick Fate, our half orc barbarian with a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, last episode was a bit of a momentous one. You got aboard your airship and Upon inspection of what's here, you found a letter sealed magically to still be intact over the long, long time it was hidden in this airship, because it was from Othrin himself over 2,000, 2,500 years ago, before he died. Probably not long before he died, given how it was worded, which he basically laid out to you guys the the risks, the dangers, and kind of gave you a bit of a, I guess, a bit of perspective that maybe you didn't have previously. He kind of opened your eyes a little bit, I think all for different reasons, but he gave you something that maybe you were lacking from previous people. And obviously a lot of the NPCs you've talked to or worked with, many of them did not have a great grasp on what was going on, whereas Othrin, at the very least, knew what he was trying to prevent and knew what he was trying to achieve. That's a valuable intel in one sense. But aside from that, you also spoke to the ancient white dragon Gorgoroth. You returned to her her eggs, and with a bit of a, well, a few dangerous roles there, she decided not to kill you, but she didn't exactly leave on friendly terms. Very much on neutral terms. But she has her children back, which I think won you a lot of points, and she did not decide to just ice-breath the entire airship and leave you all to die. So, thumbs up. It's something. <laughs> yeah. You then... Hey, smiley face! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we take the victories where we have them, right? Yeah. You then went down to pick up our old dwarven cleric friend, Rurik, and uh, fill him in a little bit on what's going on. I believe you chose not to show him the actual letter from Othrim, but you gave him a bit of info. and then. I think you are all basically stood on the deck of your airship, deciding where to go. You are currently on the side of the Shrine of Othrin, that mountain where you left Rurik, and it's decision time. You were debating whether to call on the devils, whether to go after Maximilian Landrin, whether to try find Valmin or try find Tommy's dad, however connected they may be at this point, or to head straight to Ganaran and try stop the uh, horrors you've been made slightly more aware of that are going on up there. It's big decision time, and I know you guys have been pondering about this for a couple of weeks now. So let's pick back up in character. You're all stood looking at each other. I think I said Sophia in one hand has the, uh, the bracelet with the little impish symbol on it, and in her other hand has the coin from Teatris with her joint family crest. What's going on? I'm going to smush them together and hopefully something good happens. <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Whoa, look. 
there's a you summon a vampiric a, devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Now, um, nah, Rogar, he might have been a bit of a bit of a knob when it came down to it, but see, one of the things he did have was an idea that no matter who you came across, everyone was out for making a deal. Now we've got a maybe we've maybe that's one of his better ideas because I think we're not going to be able to do this alone. I don't like the sound of um, heading over straight to see if we can try and stop Rogar now and try and get the uh, get to the heart. I think to be honest, I think it's lost. We can try. We could go over there and we could die for nothing, really, because we got no plan. We got no intel. We got no fucking idea what they got there or how we're even going to get in there. And it looks like we've got no time to make any decisions, really, because the longer we leave it, the quicker they're going to have what they need. So we might just have to say fucking no and move on to getting ourselves some more allies. You guys think? You know this Rogar person you keep talking about? He sounds like a very smart person. Uh, I wouldn't go that. Wouldn't go that far. Um, but uh, I'm just telling you the one good idea he had. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been a great, a, a great being of such wisdom. And uh, <laughs> but I, I agree. Everybody has something they want, and what's to say we can't give it to them? Well, look, I mean. Well, I've got what one one thing to add to that though is not everybody, as he found out to his cost, but almost everybody has some some method we can use. Yeah, so we need some mates, I think, and uh, I'm not very good at making friends. I uh, don't know if you noticed, uh, but it looks like we don't have much options really. Which which leads us down to who do we want to speak to now? You know, I want to go and talk to Valman. You know, I think he'd be really handy to have on our side to. Uh, pimp up the airship and uh, maybe our base as well with some defensive abilities. But I'm open to suggestions. Well, um... Your friend is not on this plane and is with someone that doesn't like us very much. What, Dick? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be good to have him as well. But again, I don't think we can... Realistically, he's not the best option. So who else have we got then? We got Sophia, you got your... um. Devils I'm not making and... a, no, no. I'm not making a deal with the devils. I'm just not. Sorry. All right. Which leaves us what? Oh, okay. Let's just say this: if it, the devils, in the, the last possible second, if we need something, you know, I'm not. All right. They're they they're our last shot, are they? Yeah. 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 Right. So so what we got then? Well, it sounds as though uh, it comes down to family. And uh, as we know, Dick has none, which leaves the two of you. I know we joke, yeah, you're a barsborn. And, uh, and to be fair, we probably should have tried to scry under a dad somehow. I don't know. I don't yeah, think that would have worked. We failed. Oh, we fuck. did. We failed, yeah. Um, yeah, nah, I mean, I, I know fuck all about him. He's as much of a, uh, much of a closed book as uh, going, to, uh, going after the heart at this point. We've got absolutely nothing to go on. So I, I wouldn't suggest him. So yeah, um, Miss Mr. Landrin then. Sounds like we're going to go after Big Maxi. Well, to be fair, I mean, isn't he 
doesn't he some wasn't he telling when you telling wasn't Solara telling you something about him when she lost her memories and that? Yeah. And she was trying to give me this. And that is to do with him directly. So it's very possible he's got something to do something involved in why she lost her memories. In which case if we get our memories back we could find out what the fuck she was up to while we were um without her. We could also maybe get us get our powers back, which would be very fucking useful in any fights we've got to go into. Having a sorcerer at your back, I definitely missed her in the shrine. So, so we're gonna if nothing else best case, best, best case scenario is that he's on our side, Solara comes back to me and and we defeat everybody. Worst case scenario is that we die? I mean, apart from that, I mean, the worst case scenario is that we know what side of the fence he's on. Worst case scenario is he kills the rest of us except you. He's not going to kill you because last time you were in his palace, we staged a fucking rescue mission for you and you sorted out the front fucking gate. So, best case scenario is we all die and you survive. But I think we know he's not on the same side as Crimson Crimson Tongue. Mm -hmm. We know she's against us. We know Mm -hmm. she is on the same side as the side that Rogar would have been on and Dragon Rogar currently is on. So, you know, enemy of my enemy, perhaps, you know, we're not, we're not world changers yet, but we are significantly uh, more handy than we were when we last met him. Well, when you last met him anyway, Sophia. I did also make a deal to say that I would give him David. Well, we know where David is and we know that Max is on his way to him. So we could still do that. Yeah. Is that how we're going to try and play it? Well, do you want to give him David, or can we make a different deal? I don't know. But we, we've got to talk to him, I think. Who is this David? Uh, it's, um, the reason why I know Sophia is a brother. David. Uh, he's on the with the Crimson Tongue. At least he was when we last saw him. Wait, wait, wait. But, okay, is she not, he, like, on, in this area yeah well she's not with not not with him with him but he's on he's one of her minions yeah oh yeah you can see how this is confusing to dick these are new people and new conversations yeah okay so um what we'll do is rather than actually have me explain it as Tommy, uh mm. let's just 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 get, let's assume we fill dick in roughly on the events surrounding the crimson tongue and david and the death of uh Handrel. Okay, and all, all that kind of stuff. So he's got a bit of an idea, and a bit of an idea of why um, Sophia was after him, and why she's not given up, but why it's kind of been put on the back burner a little bit. So, what we're saying is, the Crimson Tongue has something to do with the dome. Maximilian yeah. doesn't like her, as she stole his son, and. Why are we not getting? Why are we not talking to this person already? Can he not open dome, bring access to more friendly people? Maybe on our can fight for our cause. No, I mean if he if he could, I'm guessing he would have done already. But maybe it's not his well, not something he cares about. I don't know. The the problem we've got is that he is a scary fucking dude, and he's got some scary fucking dudes on his side. And at least up to this point, he's not exactly present himself as an ally and also um yeah uh sophia's a uh you know rich girl who's got daddy issues you wind fellow who who controls this vessel 
post haste just fall off. Uh, yeah, what he said. Um, uh, well, 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 before we go, then, um, engage. Rurik, engage number one. Um, Rurik, uh, your your pals. Uh, look, you know how serious this has got to now. Do we have any allies that we could turn to in the dwarves? Yeah, um, he's also been listening intently to everything that you guys have been talking about because he didn't know a lot of this information either. Kind of scratches his chin a little bit and says. Well, I would say if we wanted to travel to my hometown, not my home city, we could potentially enlist some of my comrades. I was a member of a group known as the Hammer of Moradin. We were a bit of a elite strike force used against some of the more dangerous orc infestations in our mountain home, and occasionally even for demon slaying. So you'd have people like me there, someone who could bring the divine power of Moradin against our enemies. Well, that sounds like a decent shout if we um if we can and we can find time. I mean, at least we know we can um, plane skip in our ship, so we could we could get to there in in two days. It's just we've got to work out which plane we can skip to. Um, just just, uh, just um just out of uh, curiosity, Rurik. Uh, um... Are you actually coming with us, or do you want to go there and get your friends and then meet us? Because that sounds like killing two birds with one stone, my friend. It could do, but we might have to get you there, because it's quite a long way away, isn't it? Uh, he nods and says, um, well, I, I don't know what direction you're planning to go, but if you can get me to a dockyard somewhere, I can charter a ship. might take me a few weeks to get there, but yeah, weeks possible we don't I have. can have those conversations. Weeks we don't have. I mean... We got, got days. Exactly. We can, <laughs> and, if, and if we can get places in two days at a time, it's going to be better if he stays with us. Well, man, it sounds like you're down for the ride. Have we? Is this ship moving? No, we're supposed to be going to um, go down first anyway to pick up Solar, aren't we? Yeah. And spend some cash quick. Number one, engage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am captain of this ship now. See, I, I don't care because I get to be Will Riker. I really uh, that's 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 after the after growing the beard, that's the best thing I could be right now. <laughs> yes, I'm off. To, uh, <laughs> I'm off to the holodeck to whack it over pictures of Deanna and <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think I think that's what, that's what we've got to do, haven't we? We've got to go pick Sarah up so that if we can cure her, she's there. And technically, she'll have done her duty as well because she'll have brought Sophia to him, which is what she was supposed to fucking do. So, you know, she's done her job so she can get her fucking brains back. I hope so. And hopefully, and we can spend some cash before we all inevitably get fucking killed. Hmm. We all die someday, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Just in our case, it may be rather sooner than later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that the plan? So you, all right. So you're going to take the pretty much a day to just travel in a direct line back home? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we we really want Solara with us, don't we? Because she's not, not yeah. going to get her powers back. And that's what we guess kind of a part of the reason we're, we're going there. Oh, and we can actually find out what um, that person said to her that we're down. Yep. 
and we can hopefully, yeah, spend some cash. And Tommy's going to read his fucking book. Yep, he's going to start reading. Yep. Cool. Okay, well, then the airship will magically elevate itself, power up, and start charting the course back to your fortress with uh, presumably Mr. Fate at the helm. That's right. Okay. So a day goes by. Anything that you were wanting to attune to fully? So, Dick, your uh, headband. Sophia, I don't know if you were swapping your uh, amulets. But anything magic item-wise that you were looking to attune to in this time, you can do so. Oh, we've also um, um we've also officially leveled up now that I'm guessing. You have we... indeed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, technically, during this time, I'm going to be praying to Kalimbor for guidance. Actually, yeah, you, you, yeah, you can do that, can't you? We can see if, yes, see, if, yes, see, if can. see if see if we can get 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 some some help from Kalimbor because. Oh, you know... I should totally do. What's that? Wheel or woe spell? Yes, this is wheel or woe, isn't it? This is going to help us. Let's do that. Should we? Let's do that. Yeah. And, 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 and Cookson will go, uh, whoa. And we'll go, okay, well, let's do this. And Cookson will go, uh, whoa. <laughs> we'll be <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, is there any um, will? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I guess, like, I mean, how much whoa are we talking here? How much whoa? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is, is is it like a Keanu Reeves um, kind of woe? Or whoa. Right. Nice. Yeah. Why don't you fucking wheel or woe? Get get some get some god action up in here. And and um, can uh, Rorik do it as well? Or like, can he can he pray to his god for some kind of divine intervention? <laughs> What's the point? Say, uh, What's the... These are gods. These, uh, you know, they they should they should be on our side here. Well, that there losing out. So, uh, sorry, are you actually casting the spell? I forget what it's called. Is it guidance? Augury. Augury. That's what it is. Yeah. I will just put it up on the screen. I say, do you want to read that out for our listeners? Right. By casting gem inlaid sticks, rolling dragon bones, blah, 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 you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. Hmm. So it has to be the next 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's like the immediate thing you're about to do. Continue so flying we, in this direction. Yeah, well, but flying in the next, right direction is to Solara, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe you should cast it then in the... Um... Like yeah, be- before we leave. Yeah, because uh, because you mean before we before we put the ship into gear. Yeah, no, before we leave, but we've got Solara before we start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over before, to before, yeah literally, literally before we, we we set off in the ship in that direction. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense, guys? Makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Yeah, you could still, uh, you know, pray. Yes, definitely. Oh, fucking, fucking pray all you can, and it's, it's their world too, isn't it? I mean, that's that's what the gods are for. They're not like beings of like entity across everything that this is literally their main like point of worship i mean if your worship feeds what kind of power they have then they're going to lose all of it if we all fucking die so it's in their vested interest to give us a hand if they give a shit because otherwise what's the fucking point in them fucking gods all right ballspawn calm down sorry i fucking hate gods don't i you know this. If I've got, if my dad is Baal, I fucking hate him too. <laughs> what is the point in him? Anyway, yeah, if they're not going to help out when the world's going to end, I mean, pricks. 
Uh, yeah. Are you talking about real world now? I, I, I have a feeling. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I'm not, not, not talking about like a god or the existence of any entity in our world or the world's about to end, because I'm hoping that's not true in this world. Um, <laughs> I mean, shit, shit's going sideways right now, but, you know, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> is it like like um mr incredible and in the incredible like, i've still got time well that's, that's kind of how we how, how we are right now in the pod isn't it <laughs> yeah. so, we, we, everything's gonna go we, we've still got time we're, we're gonna go pick up Sarah. we're gonna go spend some cash um <laughs> in fairness i think i think this may be our last visit back to um the fortress before the end game yeah probably I don't think we're going to be unless we we've got anything we need to come back for specifically before we move on. But I can't see us lingering here. No. So um, yeah. So away we go. Yeah. Okay. So you'll make your way back, and as I say, the day passes. And sure, Sophia, you can spend your time in prayer. Rorik will do the same. Um, you get no vision or omen or anything you do feel a general sense of unease and you all notice throughout the day that the sky above you you swear is getting more and more of this greenish tinge to it and occasionally as your eyes are drawn towards the black star in the sky you swear not only is it bigger but since you went in the shrine is there more than one of them now Definitely doesn't look good. Oh, shit. And as you all sleep on the airship, presumably taking turns just to man the helm, you all have fitful nights. It's it's difficult to get a good night's rest. One, because of the uh, strange location and the uh, flying travel. Two, just because there is a lot on all your minds. Sophia, you do begin to dream, but it is a discordant affair. You're not certain if any of it's new or it's it's your remembering from previous visions or maybe it's just a normal dream and there's just a lot on your mind this feels bizarre but for a moment you're walking through what appears to be some sort of very old looking house walking up the creaking wooden stairs and you're met with a long dark corridor from which you can hear music playing fast-paced almost panicked music but it sounds familiar. You've definitely heard it before. And as you approach the room in which this music seems to be coming from, you find the door unlocked. You step inside a rather modest apartment. Very dingy, very old, but kept just about livable. You see, directly across from the door, a large window that is completely open. You see a chair, and you see an old man stood in front of it, playing a viola with just every every spot of his concentration, every fiber of his being going into producing music that in one sense sounds wonderful, but you can feel the fear radiating off this man. And you recognize him. You recognize Eric Zan, the spirit that's inside your bow. He doesn't seem to acknowledge you. He doesn't tear his eyes away from the window. But Sophia, as you slowly walk towards him, you hear a different music playing, almost the notes seeping in between what you're hearing from Eric. Music that sends shivers down your spine, your blood run cold, and you can tell that Eric is fighting it with everything he can, trying to drown it out, 
this melody from the abyss will eventually overtake him. He can't fight forever. It's draining him, his life. Something's coming. Something in those notes spells death and damnation and far worse things. And with that, you awaken in a cold sweat, heart beating a mile a minute. You're alone in your room in the dead of night. It's quiet, other than just the wind blowing against the airship. It's dark. You expect it's probably two or three in the morning. And you actually have a little bit of a, a lingering panic attack from the intensity of those final few moments. You can see the bleeding hands of Eric still in your mind as he plays those strings with all he's worth. And the music from both sides still lingers in your ears. And I go, does, I'm going to go for my bow. Okay. Is it there? Yeah, the same old bone white bow is still there. How about, was it a bracelet? The one for the devils? Mm. Yes, if you wish to dig out the bracelet, you can get to it quite easily. Yeah. How does your bow feel? Does it feel different? Any change? Well, feel, I mean, it feels the same sort of weight. You've used it for a long time now, and you're an accomplished archer. It feels no different as a weapon. But you do feel almost a sense of fear radiating. You can't quite grasp it. It's, it's fleeting and just pulls at your mind a little bit. Part of you wonders if you're still half asleep, still dreaming. It's just on the edge of your perception. Do you think I could physically still hear it? Or am I 100% sure it's in my mind? The longer... You kind of sit there trying to strain your ears. The more it seems to have faded entirely. Perhaps it was just the dream. Um, I'm gonna get up. Do you want to see Go if yeah. to Tommy? Okay, I'll say that maybe Tommy's the one manning the ship at the moment. As you head up and uh, make your way into the uh, the helm, and you see Tommy, uh, one hand resting on the wheel, kind of staring at a lot of buttons that he assumes is probably for the uh, planar shifting, but he does not want to touch because they are confusing and brightly lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. And, uh, Tommy, you hear Sophia creep up into the room as the door opens behind you. Oh, it's Sophia. Can't sleep. The weirdest dream, mate. Have, have I told you about my dreams, about my bow, the, the guy that kind of resides in my bow? Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think... I think it's come up before, but let's be honest, um, it sounds a, a tad far-fetched for me, but I'll, you know, yeah, well, I've seen weirder shit. Yeah, um, I've had a dream with him before, and he's warned me. Quickson, what, did, when I dreamed about him before, was it something to do with um, the Whispering Man, and I saw Anseer, etc.? Yeah, I think he's... In my, yeah. He's cropped up a few times, and he yeah. was present when he helped you fight back Poseidon's yeah. influence on your mind. Yeah. So so he and he's playing really he's fighting in my dream. He's he's playing really hard, but there's there's this other melody that is trying to combat him and it, it feels like he's he's struggling and it feels like he's not going to win against it. Ugh. I woke up and I I can still hear it. Uh, you know can weird. I try and hum the tune to him? To see if he recognises it at all. Who, Eric's or the other one? Um, let me s- sing Eric 
tracks first. Okay. It's a, a complicated piece, and obviously you do it no real justice, because he is clearly a, an absolute master at the craft. But, Tommy, when you hear it, it doesn't sound familiar. Can't say I can place it, to be honest. Uh, not much of a, uh, you know, a music listener all that much. But uh, um, you say another melody. Yeah. See, wasn't um, wasn't Kurt Van Helsing doing a uh, concert? Did we hear any of his music? Kurt Van Helsing, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, love. No, I. <laughs> no. <laughs> when we were I've there, always signed uh, records. <laughs> yeah. While we were there, did we hear any of it? No, we just he just came through, didn't he? Yeah, he was just about to uh, start up band practice for the day. Did it sound rocky? Did it sound a bit like his? Something akin to it, perhaps. It was hard because you're hearing it seep through someone mm. else's playing that you were much closer to, but that's it's entirely possible. It's not a million miles away. Well, if he's playing something, I don't don't know if maybe we should be repeating it. He yeah. was definitely um, definitely taking my place as the. Uh, Horn of the King in Yellow. So I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, um, if he's playing something, then. You know what? You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I came to see you. Music. I mean, oh, I was racking my brains, like something musical. What's musical? Yeah. So I, I mean, uh, you know, that, that of all the people we scried on, that was the one that shook me the most because that brought back a lot of fucking memories. Yeah. I, I bet it would. Listen, I've been, I've been up. Um, all night, and I, I haven't heard shit to be honest. But the others who are dreaming, I don't know. Maybe we should check on them. Yeah. Something Could about be... it, it. Something about the sound coming through your dreams doesn't exactly bode well to me. Particularly as we all know how um dreams how can dreams can powerful as shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's go and stick our heads in on the others. Well, yeah. why don't you do that? I'll stick. I'll I'll keep yeah. an eye on where we're going. Yeah. Cheers. Um, whose room is closest? Um, I'd say the closest one is probably Rorik's. He'd be the first one you'd find. Who, if you knock on his door, um, you hear him snoring heavily. But you're going to try wake him. Uh, eventually, he kind of gets up, and you hear a, a bit of grumpiness behind the door as the door slowly opens. and goes. Oh, come on, lass. It's not my shift yet. What's going on? Just, um, sorry, it's just a sanity check. I I just had some really, a really weird dream. Are, are you okay? Yeah, um, takes a moment when you say that. Rips his, the sleep out of his eyes and goes, Hi, lass, I, I think I'm fine. Sound asleep. No real problems that I know of. All right, well, well um, just, if you, I, I know you weren't down there. While we were talking, and have you ever heard of um, shit? I've forgotten his name. Kurt Van Helsing. You can't forget that name, love. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of him? Um, he shakes his head. So yeah, I'm afraid I don't really know much about modern music. Oh, that's fine. It's well, we scried on him, and it seems that he's kind of possessed. And sorry, the music might just be related to my dream. So if 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 you have anything to do with music any dreams with music in it just can you just give me a heads up i know it's a really weird request just uh it is a weird request but he does take you seriously he nods and goes 
sure, sure, lass. If I come across anything like that, I'll let you know. Cheers, cheers. Um, sorry to disturb you. I'll um, I'll let you go back to sleep. Yeah, gives you a, a short bow and closes the door and goes back to bed. I kind of when you close when his door closes, I bow back but mockingly because he's still a twat. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but nice to you. No, I don't <laughs> give a shit. That's good. Oh, look at me! I'm a better cleric than you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Sophia. <laughs> Sophia would have happily left you guys with crippled wisdom until she reached like five more levels just to be able to heal you. <laughs> yes, I am spiteful. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, so I, lo- I love this new side to Sophia that we kind of haven't really seen before. <laughs> Being a cleric is her thing. Anyone else is a cleric, except for um, like Ansia and the and and, and, and basically her her religion. She's just a religion snob, isn't she? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, she was the smartest. She was the richest. She was the most devout. Well, now Dick's cheated into being the smartest. You're all pretty rich from the shrine, and she's not even the most devout anymore. So. Fuck you. (laughs) At the end of the day, we needed a Wesley Crusher. Okay. And do not the role do perfectly. not you oh. son of a bitch. Okay? I will find you and I will kill you. Okay. <laughs> Stop <laughs> Crusher. Bullshit. Uh, are you going to check on anyone else or leave it at that? Um, to be fair, let me go check on Dick. I'll check on Dick. Okay. As you um approach Dick's room, you don't hear any snoring. And uh, as you sort of knock and gently push open the door, you see Mr. Fate is awake. Looks like he was probably going to get the next shift at the helm. You see him sat in a, a nice chair with a bit of a smoking jacket on, a pipe and some reading glasses. Big book yeah. open in front of him. <laughs> Titled Karnak's Big Book of War. He's brushing up on <laughs> his military strategies. Those glasses don't even have any glass in it, dude. <laughs> the novelty ones that you get at weddings. <laughs> he's, 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 he's basically become Beast now, hasn't he, from X-Men? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> beast is blue, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, no, wait a Dick's green, is he? The Dick's green, green, yeah. yeah red, <laughs> blue, but, but I mean, it's still, still they're, 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 you know, the colours. They're different colours too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely sure I can do a really good beast impression I'm, uh, with all the quotes of Dickens <laughs> and all that lot. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Oh, yeah. oh, my dear, you seem to have caught me in a bit of light reading. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Dick. Sorry, sorry. Literally just walked into the yeah, fuck I off. know, I know. Sorry, I'm tired. All right, I had a really weird dream. Um, rather uncouth. <laughs> I don't know what. Stop using big words. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to dumb down my language for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you slept at all? Oh, this, uh, this sleep thing, sleep, uh, 
there's been something that um, had eluded Dick in uh, recent times. Um, but uh, no, I believe I uh, found myself wrapped up in this book, and uh, as yet, uh, sleep has uh, evaded my rather large brain. Just say nah, mate. I haven't slept. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's my made my point moot. Then um, I just I just had a weird dream. I wanted to see if anybody Ooh. else had heard some music or anything, but um. Sit, sit and tell Unky Dick. Uh, Unky Dick? <laughs> He's pat, pat, start, starts patting the bed in front of him. No! Not like a come on, like a... Uh, come hither. You know? yeah, like, It'd be like, really like, funny like, if you put on clothes to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that please be a thing. Like you, you walk around naked the rest of the time, except for your 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 coat. But you go and you have like a night dress, like 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 like, like, yeah. a, like full on pajamas, a dressing gown, and a little nightcap, like we 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 winky. It is now canon. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so why not? Why why fucking not? (laughs) (laughs) I'm smart now. I can do this. (laughs) They look Um, they look slightly too small because he's stolen them off a crew member. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we have crew, (laughs) but what would have been the crew's quarters? Yeah, yeah. Damn straight. Forgot what I was gonna say. You tell us about your dream. Sit with monkey dick. So, uh. I have this bow. It's a very special bow. I've forgotten how I got it, but that doesn't matter. Um, and the, the guy that kind of was used to kind of make this bow was a violinist. He made it and called Zahn. And he's, he plays a viola in my dream and he's playing as fast as he can. He's trying to drone out this other music. And I, I was just kind of thinking it might... Well, I was talking to Tommy and it could have been Kurt's music and... Oh, Kurt Van Helsing, yes, big fan. You know, you know, I met him. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, but it's not, he's not on the right side of things right now. Everybody's heard of Kurt Van Helsing, you know. No, they <laughs> haven't. Rorik has not. Well, he's not. He's not from around here. He's a bit of a strange one. <laughs> Someone needs to put on his greatest hits now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Listen yeah. Whispers. That that's basically it, mate. Um. I'll say so, the same uh, thing that I said to Rook. If if you have any weird dreams with music and just, I don't know, I just I feel really uneasy. It just sounds like Zahn was trying to tell me something, and it feels like we're going through an uphill battle. Oh uh, well, did you know I happen to have found a record player on my search around the ship, and uh, there's only one, 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 one record that uh, came with it, and. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was this you heard. And the dick goes to put it on and goes, My dollar dog, can't get enough for your little boom. Who sang that in universe? Is what I want to know. Who sang that in universe? I'm, 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 I'm thinking he's like a, a dwarf lounge singer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
It's the real questions because because these these songs are eternal. They they pass through um through planes of existence and um you know different universes. <laughs> oh okay well uh, and I'm afraid uh, I I don't know how much sleep Dick is going to get really because it is my shift next and uh, you know as you know I got I got caught up in this book. It's a very good book. It's about war, you know. Yes yes yes. I'm getting off for your love, baby. <laughs> if, if you're gonna be up anyway, why don't you just um, why don't you go let Tommy get some rest? Yeah. Okay then. Um, do so you don't like the uh, the 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 music? I find it quite common. <laughs> I think she's she's had enough of music right now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where. Can't get enough of your love. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna leave while he's still singing. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you probably need to stop before we get copyright claimed. Uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> uh, I broke it so, up. It's fine. So while um, Dick is just grooving in his room, um, <laughs> Sophia, are you returning to your own bedroom? What's what's happening? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to my room. Quiet. As you uh, walk down the corridors, take a couple of turns. You get to the turn for your your uh, where your room sits, and as you turn around, you bump into R four, hmm. who is just stood there in the middle of the corridor, right around the corner. So you literally bump into him, kind of fall backwards, have to kind of catch yourself on the floor to not to hurt yourself. Oh, all right, what are you doing up? Well, I guess you don't sleep much, but what are you doing up? He's kind of silent for a moment, and then his head twists down to stare at you, and his eyes, which were dull, suddenly burst with yellow light, and he says, I I knew that the king in yellow had opened his tattered mantle, and there was only gods left to cry. I cannot forget Dim Carcosa, where the black stars hang above the heavens, where the shadows of men's thoughts lengthen in the afternoon, where the twin suns sink into the lake of Halle. My mind, my mind will forever bear the memory of the pallid mask and then he seems to shut down and falls backwards making a, a thud on the ground it'd be bad if I screamed ah shit you can I mean, scream if you wish <laughs> I would say I the fear react yeah I think I would a little bit as you uh, uh, yeah. yeah I mean as you scream Dick might still be close enough to hear I suppose but Alfor sits up at the waist his eyes back to their more soft blue hue looks around and goes ah Sophia why are you in my room and then he looks around a little bit more and goes why am I in the corridor where are we going you don't remember do you I do not know what you are talking about where is father yeah let, let's go let's go find Tommy yeah let's um you're freaking me out let's let's go find Tommy okay so I mean you can head up to the uh the bridge and uh 
presumably Dick might be there by now as well, and Tommy is getting ready to go get some much-needed sleep. It's uh, the two of you return. We hear that scream at all. Um, I'd say Dick did. Dick, did you bother to investigate, or were you grooving to the music too much? Dick would have assumed. It, it, it does not matter. Dick would have carried on grooving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Dick does not care. <laughs> All right, so the group of you uh, are back up in the uh, in the helm as uh, Sophia and R four come through the door. Tommy, you need I I need some help. Um, did you try and feed him again? I told you he doesn't he need food. Talk, He's he a robot. He was talking about Carcosa. Fucking what? He had yellow eyes. He was he was just stood there. He bumped into me and he started rambling about Carcosa and. Tattered mantles and gods left to die. Tommy's just going to. Tommy's basically just going to barge past Sophia and be like, "Ah, format, what's going on?" I do not know, Father. She accosted me in the corridor and then started ranting and raving. She insisted I come up here with her. Uh, Sophia, I know you've been having some bad dreams, up, but mate, but do he's not a, even. He's a fucking robot. How's he going to know about Carcosa? I don't fucking know. I had some weird fucking dreams. It might have had something. Come tell, on, tell me, Tommy. All right, I'm sorry, but like, he's my, he's my bud. It's just and he's a robot. I? You're Come my, you're my, yeah, you're my bud as well. But he's he's a fucking robot. Robots don't dream. What? Tell me, tell me exactly what you saw, Sophia. Because whatever, whatever's going on, it's not he, just dreams. He, I rounded a corner. I bumped into him. He had yellow eyes. He was reading a passage. Well, like. Reciting a passage about Carcosa, and then and then he shut down. And, and, and Tommy kind of Tommy, he's for a second the symbol flashes in his in his vision, and he shudders and his eyes almost kind of just glaze over for a second, and he shakes his head, and he bites his bites his tongue, clenches his fist, closes his eyes, and repeats the line about Carcosa from the poem that he remembers. That's it. That's it. Tommy I'm, I'm like not it. making this stuff up. I, I mean, have you ever... Tell, I, tell I know look. you've mentioned Farcosa to me, but I swear you've never read that whole thing to me. I fucking wouldn't have done unless I was in... Well, old Tommy. <sighs> Sorry. I, I, Tommy looks like he's going to be sick for a minute. And he sh- chokes it down again. He's like... You sh- so his eyes went yellow. Yes. I mean, he doesn't even fucking have yellow bulbs in there. And he read that. And when yes. he said that, Fucking hell. Fucking king in yellow. Right. Whatever Kurt's done is obviously working. Clock's fucking ticking. Yeah. I think yeah. this is Kurt. So I'm going to... Um, unfortunately, Dick's um, expunged that from his brain, hasn't he? His, yeah. His knowledge of The actual of knowledge of it is all gone. I mean, Dick, for you, it's... It's like something's on the tip of your tongue, but it's just not there anymore, and... It's like having an itch that you can't quite scratch all these things they're talking about. Like, you understand the words they're using, but some of these references that Tommy's bringing up, it's like you feel like you should know it, but you just you can't get a grip on it. So I think what I'll do is I'll just kind of you know, very briefly and kind of, what's the word? Um, uh, kind of, yeah, just, just, just without any kind of... Um, embellishment just very very plainly uh tell dick kind of a, a brief overview 
of it just so he's on the same page. And I probably should do this with Rorik as well, but let's just start with Dick. Wait, a brief overview of who the King of Yellow is or what you experienced. Um, kind of, yeah, who the King of Yellow is briefly or from, from what Tommy knows of it, which isn't a huge amount, um, yeah. and, and what Tommy went through. Okay. And um, kind of just, just, so, just so you know. Um, okay, that's... Uh... Mm, maybe, maybe uh, Alpha just have bad dream about what he saw you do. Yeah, maybe, but um, I can tell you right now, we caught um, Kurt Van Helsing. That was a little bit lo- like looking into um, my alternative future. I very much think he's taken over from where I left off. Mm, well, was there anybody else in the in the vision when we when we scratched on Kurt? Do you remember Crimson Tongue? Did we actually see her, though? So in when you spied on Kurt, you could see a couple of his band members who were just performing somewhat robotically. Uh, and then when you spied on the Crimson Tongue, you could hear some of Kurt's music in the background as he had started practice. Okay. Okay. It's actually a point there. I'd forgotten about that. So you did hear a little bit of Kurt's music. I'll say this, oh, Sophia yeah. pondering on it a little bit further. Maybe it's quite... It, maybe it's a little similar to what you heard in your dream, now that you're a little bit more awake and actively thinking about Kurt, maybe there is a link there. All right. So whatever's happened, we've missed the boat on that one. We already knew we were, but I mean, clearly... It it's... looked like he was getting ready for a gig, so let's... Clearly whatever he's done is reaching even us on this airship here, so goodness uh, knows what's happened with mm. the rest of the world. It may, be, it may, it may not be something that... Uh... That necessarily they have done um but the plan here is to go and find the well one of the few people we know who may be able to stand up to this woman so uh i was yeah. we still on the right track well there's nothing we can do now anyway is there really so yeah we keep on trucking but i think that's just a um just a sign really that whatever they were doing has is being achieved at least, um, our four mate. I think, um, hopefully there was nothing else to to that. But um, it might be worth you just uh, sitting up on the bridge with whoever's up, just so we can keep an eye on you, mate. He nods. He's happy to do that. He's had his rest. Yeah. Not that I don't trust you, but you know. Um, well, starts... you didn't trust me either. Look, I mean, I get the dreams and everything, but it's it's quite hard to believe. I do trust you, but it's quite hard to believe that a robot is quoting something that, like, how did it fucking reach him? He's circuits. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Don't believe, don't not believe you, but I just, it doesn't make any sense. It it does seem highly improbable, but uh, let's not rule anything out. Maybe you should uh, check his wiring, shall we say. Oh, yeah. Dick gives Arthur a bit of like a, a bit of a, People's arrow. <laughs> I mean, we don't have much time to do that, but I can grab some tools from the workshop. We go. But I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go read a bit more of this book, and then I'm gonna get try and get some kip. If anything else happens, wake me. Tommy's gonna wander back to his his quarters. Okay, I think that's where we can probably wrap up the night then, as you guys go about your duties and your shifts. Sophia, you probably don't sleep very well. Probably a little startled and scared by what I have occurred side-eyeing off or as you leave the room tommy i'll say let's say you managed to sneak in about four hours worth of reading on your uh, book and 
Vic, you take over at the helm for the final shift till the morning, and then Rorik comes to join you. And it's not long after dawn that you all arrive back at Blackfrost Fortress. You scare the ever-loving shit out of the guards when an airship flies over the walls, uh, <laughs> having to scream down before they start opening fire with a few ballistas that they've now set up on your uh, defenses. Nice. Yeah. Have to uh, rapidly tell them not to open fire, <laughs> and you manage to make dock just on the other side of the fortress and make your way in. Let's move things forward a little bit because not much has happened at Black Frost. Your traders, you have new ones here, but the original ones won't have really come back yet. It's been a couple of days. They'll probably be here in a couple more, but whether you have time for that is a different matter. But you can see the Black Frost has grown a bit in time. There are seemingly more civilians filling out some of the houses that have been left empty. There's a bit more of a market going on. You see some of the farmland has started to be tended to. It's difficult in this uh, colder climate, but the people here are hardy and are making it work. You can see there are more guards on the walls than when you were last here. Um, if you are heading straight to Solara, obviously you can say hello to everyone inside the fortress as well, but if she's your uh, goal... I'll say that the group of you move up to the library, which is pretty much where she's been camping out, researching all she can. As you enter, she is tired, a bit haggard-looking. It looks like she's had many sleepless nights studying. But she greets uh, you all with a wide grin. She is happy to see at least slightly familiar faces for her. Um, yeah, you are back home. I don't think, I don't think, there's, I don't think there's anything we need to keep from her. So I think we might as well just assume we've, we we fill her in with kind of everything that's happened, introduce her to Rurik, and... Dick's um, going to sit down next to her and start reading. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just, um, just just say, you know, that Dick likes to do that now to show that he's smart. He tries to read everything. Um, he tried to read the ingredients on some um, <laughs> packets. In the airship, <laughs> just, just anything and anything that has words on it is like, yeah, I, I can read that. Yeah, want to watch me? <laughs> want to know what this says? <laughs> All right, uh, Dick takes out a pencil and starts correcting some of Solara's notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a different type of there, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I mean. Kind of to uh, to speed things along, we'll we'll basically fill her in on everything, and um, everything that's happened, and effectively tell her what we're planning to do next. Okay. I guess I guess that makes sense for for Sophia to probably do. Um, um, I'm also going to tell her that we we did scry on her. Um, yeah, to just to check on check in on her. Just to check on her. Maybe we pushed a bit too hard. Um, sorry if you if you got a bit freaked out. Oh, so you, yeah. That. Confessing to that, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? I'm a good non-girlfriend, girlfriend, friend. Clear, clear and open dialogue in this brand new relationship, starting <laughs> from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like building a boat. I apologize for stalking you and uh, reading your mental messages. <laughs> you have to build a relationship of trust. Mm. Look, look, we don't have Facebook in this world, all right? That's, that's the only way we can do it. <laughs> Can you stop reading that relationship book? You've never been in one. Just just shut up. <laughs> yes, Dick is an incel. Um. 
Did you know I did read a rather interesting article by one Jerry Springer? (laughs) (laughs) Always remember, take care of yourselves and each other. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) He is the agony on Severodon. He is. (laughs) Damn straight he is. (laughs) His side hustle. When we were looking on the news, Alara, you you seemed quite worried. Is everything all right? Yeah, so I mean, she reacts to all the information you've given her, and she's a little bit shocked, um, a little bit sad, that it sounds like you guys didn't quite achieve what you set out to do. Obviously, you tell her of Rogar's death, and she doesn't seem... Wait, was she there for Rogar's death? I'm trying to remember. She was there for Rogar's death. Did she go with your powers? No, she had powers. She Ah, she lost them on the way back. Yeah, 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 she lost them on the way yeah. How did she uh, lose them again? Uh, she just started like they started fading. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I am mixing up my timelines now. All right, she already knew about that. Anyway, she knows you. She went after Rogar and hunt, tried to hunt him down, but she failed to get the heart. She tell him about the stone giants she met and the extra knowledge Sophia got and kind of the current situation. She gasps a little bit hearing about the ancient white dragon and how close you all came to death, and uh, obviously your interaction with that, whatever it was that tendril of the whispering man that came through obviously is a, a worrying situation and she i'm a show my fucked up hand as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> fun times for that one too obviously... you don't remember how it happened so no i'm um... just, just like do you know how this happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. anyway. uh... And uh, obviously she's also seen the sky get worse and has been worried about that too. But yeah, she takes it all in and kind of nods along. And then you ask her about that. She is a little bit taken aback that you were scrying on her, but at least she seems a little bit relieved to now know what that was. She does take out an envelope from one of her pockets and hands it over to you, Sophia, and goes, "Um, Yeah, yeah, there's some guy called... He said he was a seneschal or something for... I don't know, it was confusing. Here, it's for you, though. I I didn't open it. I really wanted to, but I thought it was probably best not to. Apparently, opening things is what got me into this mess, so... Here, she passes it along to you. Take it very cautiously. Um, Do I have any... No, they don't put them... Yeah, check it over somehow? Yeah, so there's no no kind of... um... Yeah, antivirus for checking for, like, um, yeah. spells and stuff, unfortunately. Is there a spell to check if there's anthrax in it? <laughs> I mean, there are spells to uh, identify things and check stuff, but uh, I don't think any of you have any of them. Right, I'm opening it up then. Yep, the, the only well, decent caster here can't cast. good or evil. <laughs> you could try it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. It might be evil. <laughs> What's that mage hand? That's what I need. You need mage open hand. It. Far away from me. I mean, you're not a mage, but yeah. No, I know. Sad um, the the only caster here can't cast, so. Yep. Rogar has casting, mage eh? <laughs> yeah, he's dead though. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, you you could get really angry at it. I mean, that's... <laughs> I will scare it open. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so you're opening the letter? Yeah. Okay, it is a, a very fancy-looking letter, actually. You look at your name written on it. It's written uh, very precisely with an excellent script. The envelope itself has a little bit of gold leaf around the edges, and as you break the seal on the back, 
and pull out a quite extravagant looking piece of paper. You see it is an invitation. It appears that you, Sophia Landron, have been cordially invited on the behest of one Darius Landron and Rebecca Nostra to their abode on the island of Teatrus. There's no dates or further details than that. It is simply an invitation to their home. Well, that's convenient. We've got a gaff to sleep at now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to go Airbnb it, but... Yeah. All right. Use family. When I say Airbnb, I mean, like, literally the ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's weird. That, that's weird, right? That's, this is, this uh, is... that's definitely, uh, yeah, um, uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> um, can, can you tell me again who dropped it off? Uh, Do you remember Solara? He said he was a seneschal. Um, I think his name was. Uh, I think his name was Alistair Rosewater. He said he worked for this Nostra house. Okay, can uh, can can like does any do any of us know what that seneschal might be? Nope. Is in what a seneschal is? Yes. I mean, t- t- Tom, you won't. I can tell you that for now, because he, he has no dealings with the nobility at all. Sophia should, though. Yeah, Sophia, you would know what that is. It is basically the steward or majordomo of a uh, medieval great house. Basically, it's like the head butler, but fancier. He come away. Could also be some sort of uh, administrator or officer as well. It's a, it's a mixed, bit of a mixed term, but basically he is the head of the house for these sorts of matters. So, uh... Must have been quite an important person to be sent out here to uh, hand you that. And, uh, well, how did they know you might be here? Well, there's a question, isn't it? But oh. I guess guess scrying works both ways. Did my dad? I mean, I'm assuming that my dad cast some kind of spell on Solara to make her lose her memory or something or other, and maybe there's residual tracing effect? I don't know. Or maybe he's just got some kind of um spell tracker on her yeah knows exactly where she is which would make Tracking sense trace. yeah exactly see I, i'm I'm just glad the fucking um package we just opened wasn't from ted kaczynski so you know <laughs> everything um silver lining and all that wedding invitation or well home invitation sounds good to me yeah i mean this seems like something that i could use augury on is accepting this invitation good or bad um, oh, I'll see. You can also do a history check on the name Darius Landron, as it's not immediately familiar. Cool, 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 cool. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you start cycling through the names of your close family and you know cousins, half cousins, anyone who bears the Landron name, and initially you're like, I- I've never heard of a Darius Nelandron, and then your mind casts back to years and years ago, back when you were a child and you were being told your family's history, the family tree. And you do recall the name Darius appearing on it quite a few generations back. You're pretty certain Darius is dead, or at least he should be. If he wasn't, he'd be like your great, great, great uncle. Fear the vampire. (laughs) Right, so, yeah, related. Um, Probably vampire, definitely old um we are tied with i'm tied with house nostra aren't i somehow well i mean from the letter you would say that these two are 
connected somehow, married, couple, joint power structure. They both signed their names. Hmm. I mean, it's pointing us in a direction, guys. We were already going that direction anyway, weren't we? Because that's where your dad's going. Yeah. Maybe he got so, a letter too. Maybe. That's why he's already there. On his, or on his way. How far is it? Oh, well, we do have a map room. Yeah, true. Get it up to the ship, see how far it is by by direction. I think it's quite a way, isn't it? So we're going to have to do some um, planar hopping if we want to get there. Which begs the question, what plane do we want to hop to? It does, and... Solara will chime in as well here, because she has been doing a little bit of research on Teatrus, what little she could find, given all the circumstances about her current condition and then getting this letter. She wondered if that's where it was from. She will explain to you all... Um, so, I, I looked into Teatrus just a little bit. Um, there's not a lot of information. It seems like a place that mostly keeps to itself nowadays, but there are... A lot of stories and rumors and legends about it being home to the dead. I couldn't tell how literal that was, but given what we know about this clan Nostra, um, I'm fearing the worst. Um, it's also surrounded by a place known as the Poison Sea. Um, apparently trying to travel there is quite difficult. Um, the Poison Sea itself is well i guess in a way it's less the sea it's more the air above it it's it's the whole island like around it is covered in a like a toxic miasma that not only carries some sort of terrible disease or ailment of some sort they call it the red scourge but apparently trying to teleport through it or cast magic around the miasma it's not an anti-magic field but it makes magic very unstable and wild um it's quite obviously good for defensive purposes but it does make getting there difficult and um sophia you, you would remember um scrying on your father he seemed to be traveling by a boat and was concerned about the magical warding on his ship to allow him safe passage to wherever he was going. And if he was going to Teatrus, it seems to get past the Poison Sea. That's what he was trying to work out how to do, and hopefully was successful at, for his own sake. Funny, he, he died just travelling, doing that. Mm -hmm. More not funny, ha-ha. Ha. Not, not helpful for us, particularly. But... Does this negate our plans to hop there? I mean, it's magic. Well, no, I mean, I mean we, we can't go to the surrounding area but presumably if we if we literally hop directly to it yeah it should be fine instead well, of trying to fly through it we, we, we probably can't fly to it yeah to the traditional route so if we hop somewhere and then we hop like right into the middle of it or at least just close on our map as we can work out that is solara will say um well it sounds like from what i was reading the easiest way if we have access to an airship that can travel the planes i think you make a good point that we should probably arrive not on the island and then maybe try fly over the miasma it might be the safest way i i fear if we try to teleport through it to the other side it could have unexpected consequences we might not end up where we intend to that's what we're likely to dream anyway fly over then yeah oh, okay obviously we'll be a bit invisible but 
that's probably the safest route. I mean, we've got we've got an invitation, so yeah. yeah. Probably not going to expect us on an airship, but really. Uh, well, they should, because yeah. we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you are Sir, you are Sophia motherfucking Landrin, and you arrive in style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Are we doing this then? Well, it's been the plan. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go downstairs and uh, just just give the uh, traders some stuff to look out for. Um, I know, I certainly know, think we need to find something with the ability to scry so we can then do our scrying with the guy in the chair. As you guys are uh, deciding this final plan, I'll say this. You're all looking at the map of where Teatris is and where the Poison Sea is, and you're looking at locations that maybe you could go to nearby that would make this uh, teleport in and out of another plane simpler. Silara does say or suggest that... Her home is actually not far from the coast. Varric Spire. King, of course. Is probably one of the last well charted places before you hit the ocean and then try to get across to Teatris. I'm looking at the map now. I was like, I couldn't find it. I couldn't <laughs> find it. Oh, and then you said Varric Spire. I was like, oh, I know where it is. Yeah. There it is. I well, that's, it. The, that's the best fucking idea I've heard all day. Yeah. Wizard a... friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our wizard friends. Um, we can go. Maybe talk to them. I don't know how well that'll go, but they're friendly, mostly. Uh, it's more, more fucking friendly than everyone else we're going to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Let's get your um, wizard buddies to give us a hand and maybe some uh, muscle. Yes, maybe please. Maybe they could help you. Maybe they could help you. Yeah, fucking Vorix Fire. Then, then, then on, onwards and upwards to the Great Reckoning with your dad, love, he says to um, Sophia. Mm. Okay. So, Solara collected. Decisions made. You need to pick what plane Money you're going to hop to. Sorry? Money dropped off. Money dropped yes. off. Yes. We can, we'll deal with all the uh, the Black Frost admin side of things. We'll do that off part. Decide what you guys want to buy, yeah, who yeah. you want to send off there there. You say hello to uh, to Jules and your guardsmen and all the rest of it. You know, say hello. And then... Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of just tell them that we're off again. Um, and keep the place safe while we're gone. Yep. Be wary of any giant army that might show up in your doorstep. Um, yeah. And, yeah, do you know what plane you're going to hop to as you all, I guess, make <coughs> your way back to the airship? We're not one of the ones that's gone black. <laughs> yeah. let's, say, let's say that. So not, one... so not fire? Nope. What else did Railgun uh, uh, That's not looking great either, isn't it? No, Earth is considerably darker now that another day has passed. Not fire, not Earth, not Shadowfell. Very wild it is. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, guys. I mean, it's really not Tommy's area. Well, I um, mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna step in through the Feywild, <laughs> there's, uh, there's are a we... very, very good man who we could save on the way there. I don't think we even know where to start, but yes, I do want I do want to go and save him. But uh, let's not get sidetracked before the quest even begins. <laughs> Let's. I mean, that's that's a place we could hop to on the way back. Don't get me wrong. We're gonna have to mm. do that as well. Um, where, 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 where can we go? What options are good options? Air, water. Um, I mean, we, we should be all right in um in air, seeing as we have an airship. That's true. So, uh, air, air, air seems to. Make but it was sense. given to the giants from 
maybe they'll think that we've stolen it. Kind of. I but mean, we do have a, 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 a like a letter from the dude who pretty much gave it to us. <laughs> well, and also the spirit seems, I don't know, um, happy ish. I mean, it's 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 that or water. Water water should also be fine because while there's water, there's also islands in the water, so there must be air above that. So, mm. Ice, not so much, because I'm worried about that, like uh, freezing our ship and things stopping to work. Let's go air. Air. Okay. Yeah. Because we're, yeah. we're, we're just gonna gonna kind of hide out there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then hop back in when we can do it again the next day. Okay then. So, group of you. Tommy, Sophia, Dick, R4, Rurik, Solara, all get on the airship and chart a course for the plane of air as that flaming almost crackle of magic encircles the airship. And all of you feel a little bit funny for a moment as everything kind of shifts around you and then all of a sudden just... You disappear from the material plane, and given the time that it will take to get to Forex Spire and Teatris, in many ways, this is the end of Arc 2, because you guys are going to go Ooh. on a very different adventure as you make your way to Teatris in the Lands of the Dead, Ooh. as we start Arc Fuck. 3, but that means we should properly conclude this arc. Because Ooh. time will turn as you are in the elemental plane of air. And when you return, you may be looking at a world that has started to change. So, we need to find someone in our vast cast of characters who uh, is bearing witness to what's going on. And if we shift our own view all the way back into the frozen mountains, we're going to land on an open little bit of a cliff face and see one small, heavily bundled up halfling covered in furs and trying her best to uh, stay out of the worst of the wind as one Flodo looks upon the giant city of Ganaran. I'm going to show you guys a picture. What is she doing there? Yeah, it doesn't like where you want to be. <laughs> So she can see the jet black obsidian spires reaching out of the mountains. She can see the giant architecture that looms to Flodo in its, its colossal as a halfling. This place was built for storm giants to walk freely around. She can see winged creatures flying through the air and spread out in front of the city. She can see various encampments hundreds of giants of all shapes and sizes you can see armored humans dragging what look to be slaves sacrifices you don't know but they're all caged and bound you see gnolls you even see the odd demon out there bringing forth who knows what horrors and those they've captured Lodo, you've been here for a few days and you're uncertain whether to make a move. You were told to come here by Archpriestess Lauren. She was worried about rumors that the pair of you had found coming from the north, and she'd asked you to investigate. It was a difficult journey. But now that you're here, you're actually not certain what you should do. 
and as the days have worn on, the sky has been getting worse and worse, and as you sat on this snow bank, as the sun is beginning to set, you swear you can hear music just drifting over the mountains, and despite all the layers of furs and cloths, you shiver in hearing these slightly off notes. You look at Gnarn, and your eyes are drawn to the tallest spire, and you see something lie on one of the lower levels and land atop it. This gigantic, undead-looking dragon. You're straining your eyes in the distance to see what's going on there. You can see the dragon, but it must be communicating with something before it leaps from the spire and flies high up into the sky, almost seems to be basking in the light of the black stars as there's something about the intensity of them seems to be increasing. There's a wave of green energy washes over the plains. You hear a lot of commotion below you as the giants seem a little confused. You start looking around, looking up. The demons, those that you can see, these larger, monstrous creatures, initially look quite pleased, but then as another one of these green pulses of energy washes over the lands, they look a bit confused as well. At the top of the highest spire in Gnarn, you see a flash of this black lightning come down from the heavens, this almost negative light that draws everything into it. It almost looks like a crack in reality rather than a bolt of pure brilliance. As you can see some small object floating up into the air, you take out a pen and paper and start recording what's happening as best you can, because you know Lauren's going to want to know just what the hell's happening here, and you might have some arcane knowledge yourself, but this is a little bit beyond you. So you can feel the crackle of magic in the air, and then floating not too far away from that top spire, you blink almost, and there's something else there. An entity, man, it's hard to tell, is wearing these long, flowing black robes. You think he's reaching out towards something, being handed something, and as he takes it, he flies up above where that undread dragon is still kind of basking in the black light. More of these crackling bolts of energy rain down, some of them striking in the giant encampments. You see commotion and chaos is starting to break out below. You don't know exactly what's happening, but it seems they don't either. They were not expecting this display with another pulse of green energy. You see creatures begin to materialize in the sky. These black humanoid but bat-winged creatures appearing and they are flying through the air with strange patterns almost circling the black stars as they radiate and seem to grow larger with every passing second up above this scene you start to see clouds forming these heavy dark green clouds it's almost like a storm is brewing you can't see what this this man that's flying high in the sky is doing, but you can feel an intense rush of magic. It's almost heavy, and the air is difficult to breathe, even this far away from it, as something seems to trigger in his hands. It's a flash, and the ground around you starts to crack and shatter 
You see it happening on a number of other mountaintops nearby, and you have to rush backwards to avoid being caught up in some sort of avalanche or rock slide. You cling on to a nearby dead tree, tie your rope around it, make sure that you're not going to fall. As you look above, black rain starts to fall from these green-tinged storm clouds. More lightning flashes across the skyline, yet it, it seems still like it's absorbing the light, briefly leaving just terrifying gashes of nothingness within the heavens. As that rain lands upon the ground, you watch as these monstrous, tumorous growths burst forth from the undergrowth. The very land corrupted at its touch. Snow is blackened, what bits of grass you can see die and grow grey. Deformed leaves fall from blackened tree branches. Wherever that rain falls, and what will denizens of the material plane as they touch it, not expecting anything to be different from just usual rain. The giants, the humans, everyone else down there. You watch as their flesh twists and warps, their bones grow and burst through their skin. Each person touched by the black rain is changed, both inside and out. They are no longer the person they once were, no longer free. For some, their bodies remain almost unchanged, but clearly their minds are gone, broken and destroyed from the inside. Lost in the grip of insanity, you watch as some of them just fall to the ground, clawing at their own heads, some screaming, some staying quiet. Others seem to share far darker fates. Their bodies begin to reform into grotesque mockeries of what was once normal life. They are overtaken by something entirely alien. They are now the favored ones, chosen. They are an army, a clenched fist, driving towards the heart of creation itself. These perversions of life are an assault not just upon the physical, but the metaphysical. The faithful of the mortal gods are just as unable to resist the change as anyone else. The mortal gods themselves, typically safe within their realms, feel the shift in the material plane. They feel their very domains under siege from all sides, by an entity that they can barely comprehend. Faith, the very life's blood of any divine being, is being choked out. And Flodo, as you witness this, you are terrified, but you know that you don't want to stay in the open anymore. You pull one of your blades, slice through the rope, and dive into a cave, just as the storm clouds start to move overhead. You're safe, but you know that not everyone else will be. And that's where we're going to end this episode and this arc, as our heroes go to find allies and support to face a new world. Okay, now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why are we always fucked? I mean, because that's the pod, and that's what keeps you listeners coming back, isn't it? <laughs> 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 you just want us to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So... At what cost? I mean, that's the thing, though. The alternative was us going up there uh, completely unprepared and either 
managing somehow maybe one of us to stop this happening or more likely we all got like Cronenberged by the um, rain clouds so you know it would have been alright if we had like I don't know Rogar and he wasn't like massive he would have got just gone got the heart of the Titan King and then we could have pretended and we could have had an in and we could have been like oh yeah what's up we're here to kill you and that yeah, would have been then, fine. And then Rogar would have turned on us. And, uh, no, he wouldn't have. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 we'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, he, he, he would have turned on us, and I would have, like, seventh level fireballed him, and we would have seen what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, seventh level fireball. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 it, it was higher than that, but I've had to use a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I, I nuked some orcs at one point which was funny and <laughs> I killed some I, I, I destroyed some spiderweb which was less funny but it had to be done <laughs> ah well hope that was fun at least <laughs> I mean fine fun I mean <laughs> it was it was um it was it was something. It was an arc. It was it was definitely or the arc. Yeah, I mean, or, or the or that specifically what you just described because because I mean, I think that was that was yeah, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I aim for. So good. yep. <laughs> yeah, you got to see Flodo briefly. Yeah, yeah, we did. I didn't have to say anything though. I was like, "What? What did she sound like?" Oh, she sounded like exactly like this. She just spoke really fast. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's good. So, so Flodo is still about then. Yeah. Um, Yay! Yeah, that's cool. And and so is Archpriestess Lauren, who I was couldn't fucking for the life of me remember her name. Um, <laughs> but she was one of the people that I was thinking might be able to help us. But the only problem is we don't know that she's not still inside at the moment. Sure. The only people who might know that is um, our friend who's with us who currently can't remember anything. Yep. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But again, another reason we can try and um, restore Solara's memories. Mm, might be helpful. <laughs> well, okay then. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plots. I hope you all enjoyed. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtnp. We have a bunch of different tier levels there, so if you just want to throw us a bit of coin to tell us a job well done, you can do. Or if you want to sign up for higher tiers and get more rewards, that's up to you. Uh, you will, however, get the episodes a week early as we release an unedited version to Patreons only. If you want to chat to us generally, we also have Twitter accounts. I'm there as at Noah. My players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And we also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, all at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I will pass you over to my co-host to say their own little goodbyes. It's a gig. Hello, I. And Professor Dick Fate, the Agony Ant for Varadin. This week, my question comes from Becky. Dear Dick, my name is Rebecca, and I'm Ginger, and I used to be a slut, and I slept with loads of people when I was at high school, but now I'm kind of middle-aged, and I... No one wants to sleep with me, and no one says it to my OnlyFans. What can I do to get more fans? Dear Becky, 
nothing, as you have no soul. Dude. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh dear. This shit that comes off my head. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dick trying his best yet again to be cancelled. Um. <laughs> you tried so hard. <laughs> right, Matt, roll a die. Oh yeah, shit. That's a thing. Yeah, dumbass. Hang on. That's what she said. Right, uh, it's a six and a zero, 60. Right, let's double check. We haven't had that before. No, we have not. 60. Mace of Terror. A magical weapon has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expel one charge to release a wave of terror. Each character of your choice in a 30-foot radius extending from you must exceed a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you for one minute. While it's frightened, blah blah blah, must go away from you, must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move in a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can only use a dash, dash action to try and escape. Um, yeah, pretty much. Basically magical mace, then. Well, it's a bit like you farting and everyone just trying to get away from you. Well, I was, I was thinking it's literally like spraying someone with mace. It's a bit, a bit like something you'd, you'd do if... No, um, no, no, it's your fart. turned up nearby. And... I mean, it's three charges. And... Yeah. Yeah. If only you oh. farted three times a day. Uh, yeah, significantly more than that. <laughs> 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 but never on pod. That's what the mute button's for. <laughs> God bless the mute button. Oh yeah. Well, podcast is best. Wonderful note. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you in Arc Three, two weeks time. Goodbye. Nice. Bye. Bye. See ya. found this Theron black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. She hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, black glass with smooth edges. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. Maybe you could take it to a friend? I would use the word friend lightly. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases which are both marked with Theron symbols. As you place it down, it instantly lights up. You know what this means, right? This could be the chance we've been looking for. That doesn't sound good. Sons of the Fathers is a sci-fi horror podcast using the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. It is a Necropodicon original, 
and our first episode premieres on the 1st of March, 2020. We advise that the show isn't for children, but is great for those who revel in hapless protagonists facing ever-increasing bad odds. Sons of the Fathers, Boundless Space, Endless Horror. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.